Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Plug with my boy Ishmael as my very special guest. Hey, gotta come in here a little bit live, a little bit yes, happier, sir, yes, sir. exuberant, you know, all them good words to make sure we come in the week <laughs> 10 of the NFL season because like I said on week one, this season is going to go by very fast, yet very slow at the same time. We are already at week 10, and now we we are in the nitty and gritty, like I've talked about before in the beginning of just the, not just this podcast, but what I talk about all the time every season. The season goes by very quick, but once you get into week 11, week 12, week 13, week 14, we start seeing these teams start separating themselves, and we start figuring out who are contenders and who are pretenders. Before oh, yeah. we go into everything uh, with our with our weekly recap show, please make sure you like and share this broadcast so more people Jeez. can check it out on oh, Facebook. Yeah. If you are on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe uh, and like this video as well. And if you are checking everything out on Twitter, or if you do have a Twitter, please make sure you follow my Twitter page at X underscore Williams 81. Um so, like I said, first things first, let's go ahead and go get right into the Thursday night football game, Colts versus Titans. This was the game for me to, as a Titan fan, to prove to everyone else in the league that, hey, this is a new Titans organization, new team, new, new all of this that can punch people in the mouth when need be, that can win primetime games, that can beat divisional foes. That can do all that, and unfortunately, right now, week ten, they did not prove that at all. Going up against their hated division rivals, the Indianapolis Colts, the first half looked real good. First half looked real good. It was up 17-13. Um, seventeen thirteen. you know, Titans put up seventeen points in the first half, and as a Titans fan, hey, you felt really good going into that second half because as a Titans fan, you know that that second half, that's when you catch the next win. Derrick Henry is is running even even stronger, even harder. Defense don't want to tackle him, so that opens up everything in the offensive side for the Titans. But we did not see that at all. The Colts went ahead and shut the Titans out in the second half and won the game 34-17. With that being said, Ish, since I pretty much took up the whole opening segue, what do we take away from this game with the Colts and the Titans just as Thursday night football game? As much as it pains me to say, the Colts are the team to beat in the AFC South. Um, you know, I've spent the whole season um, kind of beating that that Oilers drum, just constantly saying, like, don't count them out. Even when they, even when they look bad, even when they had some okay games, um, when they lost to the Steelers, I was still saying, you know, don't count them out, don't count them out. Their time is playoff time. Um, but if you're not beating teams like the Colts, I got to start to wonder, even with Derrick Henry rushing for over 100 yards, for you not to beat the Colts, I mean, it's starting to really concern me. You've been saying it for a long time. I should have listened to you. The defense is just bad. The be- the defense is bad, man. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I I don't know what to say for them anymore. I can't come out and root for them like I was rooting for them before and saying, like, playoff time, they got Derrick Henry, look out for them, because really it don't matter. The defense is that bad. So um, we'll see moving forward. They got another chance to play the Colts later on in the year, and, um, you know, I think we might see a different game there. They Like you said, the first half was there. We just got to see a whole game. Yes, so with that being said, like Ish said, the Colts and the Texans, I'm sorry, Titans play again, not this upcoming week, but next week and week 13. And I've said that since day one before this Thursday night football game came. I don't care who wins this Thursday night football game. It hurt. I'm not going to lie. As a Titans fan, it hurt losing at home the way that we did. But I feel like the second game is going to be more crucial heading into that playoffs when we finish up this regular season. I feel like the second game is going to be much more important than this first game, be also because it was on a Thursday night football. Uh, it was a Thursday night football game that was on Thursday night, and we all know teams are still a little banged up coming into that Thursday night football game, and I don't really want to make it seem like that is the same Titans team we're going to see on full week rest, and same with the Colts. You know, I, I just I just feel like the Colts have our number they come and do what they do, and I, I, it pains me to say this, but we can beat the Ravens, we can beat the Patriots, we can beat the Chiefs, but it doesn't mean anything if we're not beating who we need to beat in the regular season for everybody else around us to take us seriously. We see the Chiefs, they take care of business. We see um, the Patriots, when they had Tom Brady, they take care of their divisional opponents to make sure that they give themselves an opportunity to win the division and have a home playoff game. So that's something that the Titans, if if we want to take them seriously in week 15, you have to do what you need to do in week 13 and beat the Colts, and we'll go from there. If the Colts win, it is, it's a wrap. The division is theirs. It's a wrap. Oh, yeah, hopefully, sure. hopefully we get a, a wild card spot, but it is the Colts division if they win week 13. Oh, yeah. Um, Going into the next topic for today, the Eagles versus the Giants. Uh, and I don't know about you, Ish, but I am very sick and tired of having to talk about this horrible division. And because at the moment, these four teams at week 10 have a combined 10-win total. All four teams, after 10 weeks of playing football, have a combined win total uh, of 10 wins. It is very head scratching. Uh, it's very just ugh. I mean, this is the division when, when we when we grew up in high school, middle school time frame. I mean, this was a, a great division, and this it just looks like a dumpster fire ish. Uh, it's bad, man. Um, I need. Um, I just need to say for this game right here. All the Eagles fans out there, in particular, one Eagle fan that's yep. always commenting. She know who if you're watching about. this, you know who you know who you are. I need you to say something for your team because this is the one team that, from this terrible division, I felt like they got some talent. They may offer something to the uh, to you know to the playoffs to the rest of the league. Honestly, after that display. Um, all of the, the the entire NFC East needs to go. Like all four of them, they need. We need to just get rid of them for right now. Just tell them all go sit in timeout for this year, and we're gonna do the playoffs without you, y'all. For y'all don't even deserve it. Just be over there because 
for the Eagles to lose to the Giants, I'm sorry, that's horrible. Like, I don't care if it's a division game. I don't care anything about that. Um, no Saquon Barkley, none of that. You lost to the Giants. Y'all, y'all want to talk about who y'all have hurt. I don't want to hear it. Did you see Daniel Jones out here for another rushing touchdown? We're about to start calling him Lamar Jackson. Boy, look, the Eagles out here making Danny Dimes Jones look like the second coming of Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, all of that put together. So it's I don't want to hear anything else anymore from Eagle fans talking about what they're going to do this year, what they're going to do in the future. I don't, we really don't care, honestly. Y'all yeah, might win six, y'all, y'all might win the division, but you might only win six games and limp out of the playoff because whoever y'all play in the first round, you're not going to beat them. Nope. You're not. It, it no. don't even don't even think about it. Oh, we're gonna pull off the app and you're not. Nope. So you don't even have a chance. Woo, it's 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 real ugly in Philadelphia and Ugh. who knows, maybe maybe next year they can turn it around a little bit over there. All right, Jacksonville versus the Packers and this game pretty much went the way that everybody assumed that it would go. Jacksonville did come out with a quick lead over the Packers early mm-hmm. in the game. But, of course, Aaron, that bad man, Rodgers, went ahead and did what he needed to do and take care of the little pussycats we call the Jaguars. And um, how do we look at the Packers moving forward in the NFC North? Are they pretty much solid when it comes to taking that division? Do we see the the Minnesota Vikings maybe taking a, a step into that Packers direction of trying to uh, – I guess make a second half surge as we see what the Dolphins doing with the AFC East. Um, no, I don't think so. I think the Packers have this division. Um, it's theirs to lose. Only if they decide that they don't want to be consistent and want to make it interesting, um, then they may lose the division. But it's theirs to lose. Um, I think this game was insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Um, but as close as the Jaguars play the Packers, we have to give them some respect and say they won a game that they were supposed to win because the Jaguars didn't make it easy. They were trying to compete there. So other teams, um, like we were just talking about, the Titans got the lead on the Colts. You expect them to win this game, pull it out, and they didn't. Um, that very much could have happened to the, um, Green Bay, but they took care of business. They won this game. And in the grand scheme of things, like I said, insignificant from the standpoint you thought they were going to win this game anyway but that is very important for team morale because you've got to find a way to win these games that you're supposed to win um it holds up big in the standings later on in the year um so yeah i mean i think it's their division to lose i definitely agree and fracture walnut checking out on twitter appreciate that uh check out he says what you think about the texans giving rac the head coaching job. Oh, we'll talk Rome- about that when we get yes, to their and, game. and he's we'll talking talk about, about Romeo Cornell. We will get to the Texans in a couple more segments, so we'll bring that back up shortly. Uh, but to finish up on this um, on this one, just to speak about the Jags right quick. The Jags, and I don't know if we all remember, but week one, they beat the Colts. You know, um, expectations were high. They thought that maybe because we get rid of these uh, toxic, I'm sorry, toxic players that we're going to go ahead and move forward with Minshew mania. We're going to go ahead and do what we need to do with Minshew. Well, Minshew has been in and out of the lineup. Uh, they played almost to their third string quarterback and the Jaguars are right back to being the bottom of the basement when it comes to football teams. Yep. So, 
All right, let's go ahead and move on to another bottom of the basement team. Probably both these teams, the Washington football team and also the Detroit Lions. Um, this game was a coin toss when it comes to who you want to pick to win this game. I picked the Lions. I just felt like they would do something a little more to win this game, and they did. Um, but just these organizations. I mean, the Lions has always been sad, but the, the Washington football team, for them to just be this bad right now and also to have Alex Smith – pretty much be the best Alex like this this is how bad the Washington football team is Alex Smith and Ron Rivera are your best stories of this year think about that no seriously think about that and you're supposed to have a generational defensive talent with Chase Young who we haven't heard anything about all season long you know I mean everything that is going on with Washington is everything but productive that's what it sounds like to me and then we also you also gotta remember that we have a former player that played that played in that game for the Detroit Lions, Adrian Peterson, that played for the Washington football team just the year before, and they let him go and to go to the Lions. And you're just like, again, you're you're thinking to yourself, like Washington as an organization, what are y'all doing? Um, it pretty much sums up the NFC East. Like, this is the NFC East. This is what the NFC East has become. Like, what is Washington football team doing? Um, I still question. I understand Alex Smith is a feel-good story and everything. I still question why you have Dwayne Haskins just sitting there on the bench. It's not like he was doing horribly. Um, Alex Smith did play well enough to keep you in this game. It took a game-winning field goal as time expired for the Lions to win the game. But in reality, I mean, wouldn't you want to – you're not going to win anything this season. So why not find out what you have in Dwayne Haskins? Let him play the season out. And also, you can probably get some – help him build trade capital right even if you don't want him at the end of the day you may actually be able to build some trade um capital by allowing him to play and show what he has because if teams are only going off of what they saw earlier in the season um you saw what happened at the trade deadline nobody wanted him so this right here with Washington just sums up the NFC East. Nobody over there knows what they're doing. Everybody just out there just putting team out. They just think we're going to put 22 people out there to play the game and we'll just see what happens. Yeah, like that's how, I feel. <laughs> that's how I feel the NFC East is right now. Um, the Lions, I don't have anything particular to say about them. Uh, they're not good. <laughs> no, I mean, pretty much. I mean, you said everything that I, that I would say. I don't need to. Um, piggyback at all. The one thing I will say about the NFC East is if you look at all four of those franchises, all four of those franchises has won Super Bowls. The Eagles most recently in 2017. And for all four of those franchises, just, just to look the way that they look, here's the thing. Their their fan base are so loyal that they're not going anywhere. You know, they can go 0-16 for five years straight. And they're still, all, you know, all those those four teams are the Cowboys, fan, Eagles, even, even with the Washington football team, even with the name change, you still see Washington football team member, uh, player. I'm um, sorry, fan members still rooting for that organization. So with that being said, they'll be fine. They'll just got to get their stuff together. They'll be fine. All right, on to the Texans and Browns. Another one of those games where you just you left you left your your head scratching. Uh, started off with a weather delay, lasted about 35 minutes in Cleveland. And to be completely honest, it should have lasted about another three and a half hours because Please. the way that that game was played uh 7-0 going into the first half 
I'm sorry, going into the second half, I apologize. And the final score was seven to ten. The reason why it was even no, seven bro, to 10. I think it was three to nothing going into. I apologize. My bad. My bad. I apologize. You're correct. You're correct. Yes, three, three zero. Point, yeah, yes. Three. Oh. Yes. This, I, this I was trying to get on the benefit of the doubt for seven points. No, no, X. You being way too nice to both of them. Um, I think the Browns are like the Bears. Um, in the NFC, for me, they somehow have a six and three record, but they're imposters. We all know that they're imposters. My goodness, um, they are terrible. They shouldn't. I mean, they got lucky that they were playing an even worse team in the Texans. And real quick, let's address. Yes, let's go ahead and bring comment that comment right back here. up because anybody that thinks that Romeo Cornell should get the the position of head coach with the Texans, just watch this game. And tell me that you really think that they should like he should have this job. I don't care what the players are doing. I don't care if you feel like you don't have enough talent on that team. The job of a head coach is to get his players to perform. And for this team who has a player in Deshaun Watson, who is honestly having a career year with losing DeAndre Hopkins, for them to go out and only score seven points against the browns like get out of here i'm done with it romeo cornell does not deserve this position we shouldn't be having that conversation um he needs to be out of there we need a totally new coaching staff in there um i'm telling you get eric b enemy so that you can get somebody who's going to capitalize deshaun watson in what he can do because he's having a career year and you're losing games and it's just going to be another player that has been drafted by the Texans that their career is going to die here in Houston. It's crazy to watch it. It's sad. I mean, I was sick to my stomach watching this game for it to be seven to 10. I mean, <laughs> fracture Walton also says Texans need fresh bodies in the coach's office. It's sad. Now here's the thing. I don't know if people have seen this or not, but the VP for the Texas of Communication got fired because of the, the quote from what people have said. I'm sorry, from what coming from the Texas organization, what they said is they wanted to change the culture and she was not a cultural fit. Whatever that means, I don't know exactly what that means, but the Texans as an organization, I say this, let me tell you back, not even just the Texans, Houston sports right now are in <laughs> such a disarray when it comes to the managerial oh positionings it's just like houston as a city it's supposed to be the third biggest city and after this census you know after they count up all the bodies mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at least new york as a city at least they've won championships right in in all the sports oh yeah, yeah, yeah but with houston it seems like they get so close and when they get close let's just go ahead and blow it up let, oh, oh it's it's Oh, we can't get to you can't get no no further. So let's go ahead and blow it up. Or when you do win, you don't keep the teams that you win with. It just it doesn't make any sense. And if you are a Houston sports fan, I'd be honest with you, I feel very bad for you. I I I'm here to lend a shoulder for you to cry on. But for the next four to I mean next three to five years ish, it is going to be, as my boy from Drake and Josh would say, tough noodles. Oh yeah, it's real tough, real tough. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. An NFC South matchup, the Buccaneers versus the Panthers. Uh, I think this one also went pretty much the way that it was supposed to go with the Buccaneers winning. But the Panthers definitely did put up a fight. And the Buccaneers kind of came out a little sluggish due to the seven-hour 
flight uh, delay that they had to deal with going to Carolina. But all in all, they put up 40 plus points. Are the Buccaneers back on track moving into the second half of the season ish? Mm, I mean, possibly. Uh, I don't. I, I can't take too much from this game because as well as Carolina has played um, in some of these losses, um, they are still three and seven. So um, I can't take too much from this game and say, yeah, they're definitely back on track. Um, I still want to see a little bit more. Um, I want a little bit more time to analyze the Buccaneers. Um, their defense, I can say, is pretty legit. Um, their offense, I do want to see uh, just a little bit more with all those weapons and how they gel together. Um, you know, you got to feel some type of way for the Panthers because Christian McCaffrey missed that game. It sounds like he's going to miss um, the next game as well. You got um, my man, uh, what's his name? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. Yes, but they're yes. saying he's okay. He probably going to play next week. I mean, the Panthers, it just feel like this is just not their year. Like this is, to me, it's kind of like the, the 49ers, like, all right, we've been having some injuries. Let's just kind of pack it up this year. Um, it's gonna be all right. We're gonna we we've shown enough that we have something to look forward to in the future. Um, with the Buccaneers, you did what you were supposed to do. Another win where you came through. You um, did um, exactly what everybody expected. You even got Mike Evans some um, some touches. You got Chris Godwin some touches. Um, I mean, overall, it looked pretty good. Um, I just want to see it against better competition. I agree. Because that, that beating from the Saints is not going away. Like, that beating right there, that's going to stick in the minds for a long time. Now, let me come back with, with that beating from the Saints. I'm happy that you brought that up because, like I said last week, and just yesterday we saw what happened with Drew Brees getting hurt. Football is a week-by-week basis type of sport to where – does the NFC South as a whole changes with Drew Brees being out, being out for these next two to three weeks? Right now, timetable is saying that Drew Brees is supposed to be out for the next two to three weeks. But depending on how he heals, he is an older guy in his 40s. He might not heal you know, as fast as if he was 25, 30-year-old. So we have to wait and see how that injury affects him moving forward because, of course, Jameis steps into the starting role. I don't think he has the Teddy Bridgewater success as Teddy did last year with the, with the Saints because also question. I just think Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. But we're going to have to see with these next two to three games how Jameis looks. If he looks like crab legs, throwing interception, Jameis Winston, then it's not a good look. But if he goes in there and he – Give the ball to Mike Evans. Give the ball to Kamora. Don't turn the ball over. The Saints should be fine when Drew Brees gets back into the starting helm. Yeah, they should. Um, we'll see. Uh, I do think that that injury may affect who wins the NFC South. Um, but we got to see how long he's out for first. Also, we got to see how Jameis Winston steps in and how Sean Payton adjusts with Jameis Winston at the yeah. helm. He showed last year that he can adjust and did that very well with Teddy Bridgewater. I agree. Um, can they do it with Jameis Winston? Time will tell. Now, like you said, we've seen um, Sean Payton adjust, but can Jameis adjust Ooh. to not throwing interceptions? Ooh. That's the yeah. real question. Yeah, that's, that's the real the question. That's the million-dollar question. <laughs> All right, next topic, Chargers versus the Dolphins. And I'm happy that this this game went the way it went. What I mean by that is the Dolphins 
we need to start putting some respect on their names. And I ain't talking about myself because I've already done it. But I'm talking about everybody else out there that's watching not just us, but watching football, watching all these other major networks that's not giving the Dolphins the love and respect that they deserve and that they should have, especially like somebody like Ishmael. But this is now the third game in a row that I've seen the Miami Dolphins play on all phases of football and contribute not just playing well, but also scoring touchdowns on defense side and special teams. So with that being said, the Dolphins, I I think that they will win the AFC East. I'm going to go ahead and put it. Week 10. Go ahead and put it right now. Week 10 on the sports plug. The Dolphins will win the in, the AFC East. You heard it here first. Wow. I um, think the Bills, I don't know, man. I just, I, I'm, I want the Bills to... I, I'm sorry, I feel like the Bills will take that next step. They're supposed to this year, but the mm-hmm. Dolphins, man, I'm telling you, I they play the three facets of the game really, really well. Tua is is playing what he doing what he's supposed to do, and that's play mm-hmm. well. Don't turn the ball over. Don't do mm-hmm. anything rookie mistake wise. Mm-hmm. And I believe in the Miami Dolphins. Now, the only thing I'm scared about is when it's December time and it's 70 degrees in Miami and it's 10 degrees in Buffalo, and you might have to play a, a playoff game in Buffalo. That is oh. what I'm worried about. Oh. And I know that's something that you're going to speak on, so go ahead. and Yeah, um, my man, you, you crazy. Um, first off, they beat a team that's 2-7. and seven. Now, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. going to be consistent and say, hey, they won a game that they were supposed to win. You're right. It was a trap game. Um, Justin Herbert has been playing well. Anthony Lynn is out there. He is coaching the boys up. Um, so it's not a team to overlook, but at the same time, they are two and seven. So you beat a team you were supposed to beat. Congratulations. Um, two, it looked okay. Yeah, he looked good. They won. He's three and zero as a starter, I believe. Now, um, the Dolphins are on a winning streak. That's really good to hear. Um, I think that that's great. Um, I do agree with you. They play all three facets of the game really well. Um, they haven't played a real game with Tua at the helm yet. Like they not they haven't played to me in a high pressure like really important game yet. I haven't seen how he will perform against some of these teams. Also, so can I catch you off? Go. Can I catch you off? Go. So go. the L.A. Rams do not count. No. The Arizona Cardinals do not count. I mean, sure. I'm just asking. I'm just asking because at the moment right now he is three and zero. But no, beat no, the no. L.A. Rams and okay. the L.A. Rams at the moment right now are the divisional leaders. Uh, I'm sorry, they are not. I'm sorry. The uh, I'm sorry. The I'm sorry. Uh, they are not the number number two right now in that division. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, it's not like they are a bad. They are beating okay. bad teams in this winning streak. They are can, beating can really wait, good teams. Can you wait? What I'm saying. What I'm saying is not necessarily that those teams are bad. What I'm saying is the the games weren't high pressure because the whole reason why they made the change with Tatua is because they were like, let's just see what we have. So there was no pressure on him to win or to lose. But now as they've started to win more games and we're getting into like, oh, you're going to compete for, for the division. You're going to compete for the playoff spot. What can you do in the playoffs? I feel like the pressure is rising now. When they play Buffalo, the pressure is rising now. Are you going to be able to beat? them to win that division so we want i want to see how Tua reacts and how the team reacts now being winners and not being these underdogs that they've been the whole time okay 
And we'll get to that in a second. We want to get to the comments. Greg on YouTube says, I don't see the Dolphins winning the division, but I can't understand why somebody would say that, especially at this point. Hashtag shock value. And also as well, I understand how you feel about the Dolphins when it comes to Let's, I think what you pretty much want to say is this team is learning how to win. That's what you want to say, right? Or or this is their first time really winning certain things or whatnot. But let's be real. Yeah. This is this is not the same Dolphins. This these are these are guys that have left the Patriots or left other winning organizations to come to the Dolphins and make up what they are making now. Nah, and it man. all started with Brian Flores. It all started with Brian Flores, a disciple from Bill Belichick's system. Mm-hmm. And of course he brought along Van Noy, Elena mm-hmm. Roberts, mm-hmm. Uh, Shaq Mason. Like I said, there are other guys on that team that have won before, right? Okay. So when you have see. these, when you have these components that you bring together, I'm just saying you have you have to you have to let this play out. Wait and see. Right. It's, it's one thing to win as like a Patriot or to win as you know a Steeler or something, but it's a whole other thing to come to a new organization as a new collective and win as the Dolphins. And what I'm saying is. This, this whole time they've been doing this, nobody, everybody's been counting them out. Everybody's calling them the underdog. It's one thing to be the team that's the underdog and go in and be like, yo, it's us against the world. We're going to shock the world. But it's totally different when people start to say like, oh, no, you know, that might be the team to beat. Because now the whole like the whole mind, um, the mindset of the team changes. You're correct. And the mindset of the team you playing changes. You're correct. Because You're correct now when they play the Bills, the Bills going to be like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. People talking about the Dolphins might beat us. Like the Bills are going to come ready to play. Okay, and that's fine. If they come, play. And if they come ready to play and get their ass busted, then guess what? The Dolphins the better team that day. All right, so we're going to wait and see, and we're going to move on to the next topic-ish, like I said. All right, AFC West competition right here with the Broncos and the Raiders. Back in the day, this would probably have been a better game, but the way that both these teams are right now, it is what it is. Raiders went ahead and took care of the Broncos. Do we see the the Raiders, you know, maybe getting that seventh wildcard spot in the AFC? Or not really? I think potentially they could get it. Um, like I said, the whole time, even back when the Raiders beat the Chiefs, I, I think I said on the show, um, consistency is their problem. Are they going to be able to be consistent? Because the Raiders, the problem with them, they're always up and down. They do have a coach in John Gruden who knows how to do it, who knows how to get there and win the ship. But his team has never really been consistent as far as since he's been with the Raiders. And um, now I think they're kind of starting to put it together. They're starting to buy into the culture. Um, I think they see themselves as the underdogs who maybe they just need to, you know, come out there and be that black hole that just, you know, upsets everybody's day or whatever. Um, And if they do buy into that, they could make some noise. Uh, I don't see them going very far, but they could make noise enough to, you know, really start to enter some of those conversations as a team that like, Potentially, they could shock somebody and win a first-round game or something. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. They beat, The Broncos aren't really good this year. Um, I think that they just need to – they're another team that is just like, mm, you, 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 just, you need some time. Y- y'all really need some time in Denver. Um, I say the Raiders did separate themselves, and they are now clearly up there in the AFC West. It is the Chiefs, the Raiders, and then far behind the Broncos mm, and mm. the Chargers. And at the moment, if you look on the little ticker on the bottom, I have the AFC playoff seating at the moment. Steelers are number one, Chiefs two, Bills number three, Colts 
four, Raiders five, Dolphins six, and Ravens are at number seven. And just to mm. give y'all a heads up, the Raiders, Dolphins, Ravens, Titans, and Browns right now at the moment have the same six, Tied, and, six three and three record. Three, yeah. Yes, so... At the moment, right now, this this is just what it is. But it will change over the next week, two, three. It's going to change. So these are just the standings for the moment. It is what it is. Greg also put up. I don't trust Derek Carr for some reason, but that's just me. How do you feel about him? Ish, you can go ahead and start off with that. Um, I don't trust him. Uh, again, I don't trust him. The problem, because he's not consistent, but the problem is, he has had seasons where he has put up really big numbers. So um, you can't just count him out because he's not consistent because that's the problem with them. Like we saw against the Chiefs, he he's liable to have that one day where he come out slaying that rock and be ready to just light y'all on fire. Yep. So that's what makes them scary is that they it's not like they don't have the pieces. It's just that they're not consistent. So like Derek Carr... I don't trust him to win these big games, but at the same time, I'm skeptical to say like, oh, they're not going to do anything because he might just come out there real hot one day and light somebody up for 300 plus yards. See, uh, as y'all can hear, Ish is a little bit more uh, optimistic about Derek Carr. Uh, I'm pretty much done with Derek Carr, Derek, David, what it don't matter. All the cars, uh, vans, automobiles, planes, trains, it don't matter. I'm pretty much done. Um, this was Derek Derek Carr year to show and prove to everybody in the Raiders organization that I am the guy. I don't think he's done that yet at all this year. I think he's had a good game against the Chiefs like we talked about before. I think he had an okay season, but I don't think there's anything on the outside again. Maybe there's something in Vegas that they see with Derek Carr that we don't see. But I don't look at him like, damn, look at Kyler Murray. Like, damn, look what Patrick Mahomes can do. Damn, look at such – like – Derek Carr has never done that for me when it says, like, damn, look what Derek Carr, look look what he was able to get out of the pocket and make this crazy throw and win. The, like, he's never done that for me so far. I mean, he's a good game manager. I think he's an even better human being. But when it comes to wanting to give him $100 million to lead my team to a Super Bowl, that's I'm not going to do it. That's just me. That's fine. That's just me. All right, we'll go ahead and move on to, speaking of, Kyler Murray and game-winning Hail Marys, the Bills versus the Cardinals. Um, Kyler Murray, a.k.a. the bad little toddler, mm. he keeps hurting my heart. I picked mm. the Bills to win. I saw that game-winning, well, I thought it was going to be a game-winning throw from Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs, who is, at the moment, might be the best wide receiver in the Tearing league. And I thought that was game over with because it was about 30 seconds left to go on the clock, and the Cardinals get the ball back. And they do something very miraculous that it seems like happens all the time in Arizona. Something miraculous is happening in that in that stadium all, all right. the time. And Kyler Murray throws up the, a prayer to, let's just say, um, the better looking ex from the Texans, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, it seems like Hopkins is doing his thug dizzle out there in, in Glendale, he's and doing also. What he's done. 100 and also uh, i've seen a lot of this on social media but if you check out the still frame it looks like michael jordan and the Jumpman crew are going to have a hell of a week when it comes to marketing and promoting oh, yeah. uh jump man not just in the nfl but just all the sports i mean man when you have a play like that and, and you're able to literally jump over nike and and, and adidas yeah you know hopkins gonna get him gonna get taken care of i gonna get taken care of after that play 
Oh yeah, um, man, that the the toddler that j- you just can't punish. Like that's Kyler Murray for me. Yeah. He's that toddler that he get a spanking or he go to timeout and then he come out. And he's still doing what he was. You doing. You feel me? <laughs> like you're get your ass to <laughs> <Like>, timeout. <laughs> like my goodness, I didn't think they were gonna win that game. Uh, he did find a way. Uh, he chunked it up to my boy D Hop and he got that. Um, man, Texan fans. I know y'all sick right now, but um, just to do the analysis of the game, uh, I definitely think that this was a preview of uh, what these two teams will look like when they play in some competitive games. Okay. Um, I think that it, the Cardinals right now are leading the NFC West, if I'm correct. Um, three-way tie know, at the moment. Three-way tie, but yes, I, mean, sir. I think the Cardinals, um, they got the tiebreaker on the Seahawks maybe. The Cardinals right now are number one. The, C- yep, the Rams yep, yep. are number two. Seahawks are three again yeah. at the moment. So um, I think the Cardinals, I always, I always give Cliff Kingsbury a hard time. Um, let's see what you can do. I, I really want to see it right now. I want y'all to hold that spot um, and make people have to go through the desert because I don't think if the Cardinals have to go through Seattle, go through Green Bay, um, that's going to be a fun time for them. Uh, so I really want them to hold on to that number one spot in the NFC West. But Jalen Ramsey and the Rams might have something to say about that. Um, yeah, I agree. Buffalo, this is the reason why I can't go with this Miami Dolphin narrative of Miami winning because Buffalo really should have won that game. They should have. really, other than that Hail Mary, you would say Buffalo won the game. So, I mean – I just don't see the Dolphins beating Buffalo. I think Buffalo, this is their time. Like, this is their year. They've waited patiently behind the Patriots, and now they are stepping to the plate. They are playing great. Josh Allen is playing great in these big games. Like, you can't really say he's had a big game and he just hasn't shown up. Like, he's shown up. It's just can they find a way to just inch over that and get that win? I agree wholeheartedly. I will say this. Next week they're on their bye week. After that, they play the Chargers. They play the 49ers. They play the they play the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers week 14. But the game to really be on the watch for is week 17 when they play the Miami Dolphins in Miami. So with that being said, that will determine most likely who wins the division. Uh, yes, sir. So, I so. like I said. I, I think this is going to go down to the last couple of weeks for some of these divisions, some of these teams, playoff seating, all that stuff. It's going to be fun-ish. I don't know about you, but it's going to be, oh, yeah, a, yeah. Lot it's going to be a lot of fun going into the uh, last part of this NFL season. Uh, next topic, 49ers versus the Saints. Um, this game, for the most part, again, went the way that it probably should have went just because of the injuries on the 49ers side. The unfortunate thing about this game, if you are a New Orleans Saints fan, Drew Brees did get injured to where he might have to sit out a substantial amount of time. They are saying two to three weeks, but I don't know. When I first saw the hit and I saw it happen, I knew the way that he rolled over and kind of got up a little slowly that that wasn't a normal injury. And apparently going into that game he already had uh i want to say cracked ribs going into that game so with that the way that that hit was you know had had him getting up and gasping for air 
it's going to be very interesting to see how he recovers over these next two to three weeks to, to maybe hopefully come back and be the forty the the I'm sorry New Orleans Saints starter going to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I want to say 49ers fans, I feel for y'all. Um, just not y'all's year. Um, that's about it. But um, for the Saints, uh, like like we alluded to earlier, it all depends on how Sean Payton um, and Jameis Winston um, make these adjustments to come in and play these games. Jameis Winston looked okay um, in the time that he came in and stepped in for Drew Brees. Um, but the problem with Jameis is not that he's not a good passer. The problem is he likes to throw these interceptions. Like everybody knows what his kryptonite is. It's like once people start to game plan for him, for some reason, Jameis wants to make these plays that he just feel like, I guess he got to force it or what it is, or he proven something to somebody, but he likes to throw those picks. Um, you sure, you sure the kryptonite is not crab legs. No, sure? it's not I'm the just, crap. I'm just making sure. Just making sure. Um, but if he is able to step in there, <laughs> if he's he's to, w. if he's able to step in there, be consistent, do a Teddy Bridgewater, just manage the game, win the game. Nobody's asking you to go out there and be super Jameis. So, like, just chill out. Yeah. Um, then they'll be fine going into the playoffs. They may even win the NFC South and be ready for home field advantage in the playoffs. But if he go out there and try to be super Jameis and start throwing those picks again, well, um, yeah, yeah, it could be interesting yeah. for y'all in New Orleans. I will say this. Remember, coming into this season, he got that LASIK done, and he said he was going to be able to you know, see better than ever. At least, he, at least he didn't throw hey. any interceptions his last game. You know? So, again, who yeah. knows? We got to wait and see. How like it's working. Got to wait and see. All right. Seahawks and Rams. Now, this was, to me, definitely, you, I mean, very important game, playoff implications, divisional standings. And the Rams, I like I said a couple weeks ago, man, we got to respect the Rams because they have championship DNA, too, as, as well as with the Seahawks. You know, even though the C, I mean, people can make the face I want to. Seahawks have been to two Super Bowls. They've won one, they lost one. Oh, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. probably should have won both, but they won one, they lost one. They know how it feels on each side. The Rams went to Super Bowl with the crew that they have now, and they lost. So they know how it feels to get there and unfortunately take an L. I think the way that this team is made up, I don't think they have the same amount of talent they had with the Super Bowl team going to the Super Bowl, um, but I feel like. I definitely feel like with the makeup that they have on the defensive side of the ball, starting off course with um, with uh, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey at the cornerback position, I feel like this defense, veteran veteran wise, is a lot better than it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's the only where that's the only place I give them respect is that the defense is like you said. Um, Man, there's something to handle there. Let me just say this real quick because shout out to Jalen Ramsey. You know, since I play corner, I got to give my man props. 37 coverage snaps against DK Metcalf. Metcalf, yep. Two targets, no receptions. Like, when you talk about shutdown, like, that is a shutdown corner right there. He took DK Metcalf and just removed him from that game. Um, And it ended up with a win there. Now, if they're able to do that... I mean, with Aaron Donald up front and That's you got Jalen Ramsey on the back end. Um, That's a combo I trust. High, some of these high-powered offenses that, you know, like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, uh, we were just talking about the toddler in um, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, 
some of these high-powered offenses, y'all got to be scared of Jalen Ramsey coming out there and locking up your number one like that. Um, so I don't. The, the good thing about the Cardinals. The good thing about the Cardinals is they have, of course, a legit oh, number a number number two, but is a number one. You feel me? So mm-hmm. that would be very interesting to see the Rams. I want to see that in game. the play. That's the yes, game I want to see. I agree. Um, I think for Seattle, it kind of it kind of goes back to that old thing of. Seattle always has been that run team that, you know, every once in a while they could throw the ball, but when it really came down to it, they couldn't do it. And in this season, early in the season, it looked like, oh, they were actually starting to throw that ball, the ball around. But this game makes me concerned um, because if you're not able to get the ball to DK Metcalf, does that mean that you're just not able to get this offense going? Um, I, I think it also as well, I think it puts DK Metcalf, a, you know, come a little bit down to earth because mm-hmm. this, this season yep. he's, he's, his his wide receiver uh per uh I should say profile has blown up a lot oh, yeah. because of you know the great catches the just the great play he's done on the field but mainly because of the way he looks he looks like the a baby version of Megatron or TO or however you want to put it mm-hmm. but when D, when a person like uh, Jalen Ramsey does that to you DK Metcalf how do you come back not just the next day but the next time you come back and play them again because oh yeah if we i mean i'll give one good example mike evans and 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 Lattimore for the saints i mean i don't know what it is with mike evans i don't know if it's Lattimore is in his head or what but for the last three years Lattimore has shut down mike evans every time they play him in new orleans in tampa bay on the moon on mars it don't matter Lattimore is shutting him down and with that being said, you know, we've seen guys like a Hopkins and Jalen Ramsey when they're in the AFC South go back and forth at it. Like, you know, we've seen matchups where like tit for tat, but it seems like mm-hmm. certain matchups like this one, it wasn't one no sided. You feel me? Just it was, no, no games at all. Um, Cindy Wynn says, I still don't trust Jameis as our quarterback. She's talking about the Saints. I know he got laser eye surgery and all, but still. So, that says it all right there. We, we'll see. And again, if you are checking out the comments section of the Sports Plug, either on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, I put up who wins the NFC West. So if you want to comment on there, definitely appreciate that. Uh, because at the moment right now, it's a three-way tie for first. So it's, it's, going, it's anybody's division at the moment. Bengals versus Steelers. This is not the Bengals division at all. This is definitely the Steelers division, and they should wrap this up. Uh, the next three to four weeks, depending on if they decide to stay undefeated. Um, we, we could take away two things from this game, pretty much, that the Bengals are, they're, they're, they are who we thought they were, are. They are good, but they're going to have to wait another two or three more years, and the Steelers took care of business. The real question with the Steelers is, how can I, I want to word this correctly. I'm not saying lose a game on purpose. But what I'm saying is, do you want to have all that pressure going into the playoffs if you are undefeated? We luckily for us, we we were alive when the Patriots went 16 and 0 going into the playoffs. We all know what happened. Most likely they probably should have won the Super Bowl if it wasn't for a miraculous, you know, helmet grab. It is what it is. But for the Steelers, if we want to compare this Steelers team compared to that Patriots team that went undefeated, that Patriots team is a lot better. I mean, let's just be real. It, it really is. But yeah. this but the Steelers team is good, 
They are good, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if they remain undefeated the rest of the season. But I am worried about them if they go into the playoffs and they have a lackadaisical game and that regular season was all for naught. Because it's happened before. We've seen it before. I've seen it with my Titans. We went 13-3, lost the first regular season game. I mean, first playoff game, I'm sorry. So with that being said, it's not that we're hating on the Steelers or we're, we're, we want them to fail. It's just this is real. This is real life. Like, it could happen where the Steelers go 16-0 and lose their first round game. So if that is the case, I'm sorry, moving forward, going into week 10, week 11, week week 13, what do you do with the Steelers? If you're Mike Tomlin, do we go ahead and start pulling our starters? Do we do we give them some rest? Do we let these young guys get some playing time? How how do we manage this Steelers ship? No, I think um, I think you got the right guy in Mike Tomlin at the head to know they've won a Super Bowl before. Ben Roethlisberger has won a Super Bowl before. They know what it takes. So I'm not concerned about like there are some teams that you say like. You want them to lose a game so they can face that adversity before they get to the playoffs because you really don't want them to get in the playoffs and then have to face adversity. Exactly. Um, but I do think that the Steelers have already had some games that were kind of close that it was they found a way to win the game. And you were at the end of the day, you're like, OK, that team, they know what it takes to win. Um, they've been there before. Like I said, yes, the receiving core and some of these other offensive players around them are young. Yes, some of the people on the defense are young. They haven't been there. They weren't there when they won that Super Bowl. But you still got core guys like um, like a Ben Roethlisberger, like Mike Tomlin, um, some of those defensive players. Pouncey, you got Pouncey yeah, still there, yeah. of course. Yeah. Pouncey still Vill- there. Villanueva and whatnot, yeah. You got, you got some of those guys that were there when they won that. So um, I think they got the right people in the locker room and they got the right head coach that they can handle it. And I'm not concerned whether or not they lose a game. But I do think um, – I think I don't care about the record. I pull my starters maybe if – once we wrap up the division, when we get like week 16, 17, pull the starters – even though you get the bye week, just let them rest, let them um, kind of heal, and then come back ready to win it, win it all. Because the problem about um, you know making it to the Super Bowl is that grind and the punishment your body takes to get all the way there, right? So you do want to have them fresh and ready to go, regardless of the bye week you're gonna have if you're able to stay undefeated and wrap it up and win the AFC, um, you know, lead the AFC going into the playoffs. I definitely agree. Now, the main thing is rust or rest. That is the main thing going into the playoffs because there there's some guys that you I mean, we've seen it with the Colts. I remember back in the early 2000s with with Peyton Manning and the Colts where they would wrap up the AFC South by week 12, week 13. They'll rest their guys for three or four weeks. And all of a sudden you get into the playoffs and you're rusty because you you weren't consistently playing. So. That's another thing we have to figure out and look forward to what the Steelers do moving forward if they go ahead and wrap up the AFC North, wrap up the number one seed in the AFC. Be very interesting to see what they do moving forward. Yeah, we'll have to see it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, go ahead and go to Sunday Night Football, the Ravens versus the Patriots in that ugly, ugly, ugly weather of a game. Um, I guess the... The pitcher, the, the the main pitcher that summed up this game was Lamar Jackson sitting on the bench with a with a big old jacket and rain pouring down and him just him just looking like, yeah, this is this is what it is and I I, I I'm very disappointed in the Ravens in this game. I don't know about you, but I'm very disappointed because this is a game that 
you're supposed to win. You know, if we if we want to take y'all seriously, as in Lamar Jackson being the guy and going to AFC Championship game and this, that, and the third, you do not lose to this Patriots team at all. Um, yeah, I agree. You went, like we've said through the whole episode, you win the games you're supposed to win. They did not do that. Um, let me just let me just read this off to you because this pretty much sums up the Ravens for me. Willie Sneed, five receptions, 64 yards. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. You had Devin Duvernay. Devin Duvernay. Mm-hmm. Three receptions, 45 yards. That's a 6'5", 220-some guy wide receiver that came out of UT that's hell of a wide receiver that shouldn't be getting that stat line, but continue. You got Marcus Mark. You got Hollywood Brown. Two receptions, 14 yards. Let me just say this, bro. Now let's we let's remember as well. It was it was a lot of rain. It was a lot of wind in Foxborough, so it was mainly a running type of game. But continue. I, it was mainly a running type of game. Yeah, the weather. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro. You can't have who's supposed to be your number one receiver with two receptions for fourteen yards. Like the problem again with the Ravens. And yeah, we can make the excuse that it was raining. It was a running game. The Patriots still found a way to win this game in a running game when that's what you do. Like as the Ravens, that is what you do. You run the ball. So the fact that you lost a game where it played into your element of you run the ball against a team that has been struggling like to do anything. That is what has like that's what blew my mind. That's what for me I was like, yeah, I'm done. Um, the yeah. Ravens just not really a contender this year. You come mm-hmm. up against the Steelers again, you're gonna lose. You come up against Kansas City, you're gonna lose. You come up against the Oilers, you're gonna lose. Who they, they have who they lose. actually have next week. The Ravens and the Tennessee Titans play each other next week. I'm sorry, this so, upcoming. I'm sorry, this yeah, upcoming week. This, I apologize. This upcoming week. So, I, so I want to see that because I think they're going to lose that game. I also think. Well, but then again, the Oilers' defense is kind of. Um, I agree. We'll I mean, that's a toss-up game. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, the Colts. You play against the Colts. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it happened. The, the Bills. You're probably going to lose. Like, wait. I'm like, I'm talking. Let me take it back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Ravens actually did beat the Colts at home a couple weeks ago. I apologize. Ravens did beat the Colts at home a couple weeks ago. But I'll, I, oh. you're talking about if they were to match up again in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. In the playoffs, I 100 percent agree on where you're coming from. Yes, yes. And I think I think they lose that game to the Colts. I think they lose the game to the Bills. I think they lose to the Dolphins. Like right now, I'm not taking them over pretty much anybody that's making the playoffs in the AFC. Ooh. I just don't think that Lamar is going to be able to pull that game out. He's still not showing me that he can do it. Like he want to throw to the tight ends all the time, but. It's just not – that's not going to win you the game. And I know what y'all do. And at the moment, the number one tight end is out for the season as well. But also as well, if you want to bring up the, the addition that they had, Des Bryant, you know, is he going to come in and actually make a splash? You you did say Hollywood Brown is the number one wide receiver, but I feel like Willie Sneed is the number one, even though it is Hollywood Brown is the number one. I feel like Willie Sneed is more the number one. Willie Sneed has been the only person Willie for Sneed that. Willie Sneed has been the only person. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's all I'm saying. Like, if it seems like he is the number one, even though he isn't. And Hollywood Brown is not the is not a number one receiver, period. He's, He's the number two. He's okay, and, and also as well, when it comes to the Ravens, I don't, I'm pretty sure you heard about this, but Lamar Jackson said prior coming to that game prior that apparently a lot of Teams are calling out their plays. Well, Lamar Jackson, if you run right, you run left, run right up the middle. What do you expect? Wow. I mean, yeah. Like, I'm not thought? understanding. I'm not understanding, like, where. 
I like Lamar Jackson. You like Lamar Jackson. We want him to succeed. We have no problem with Lamar Jackson. But when you, and, and I've said this since day one, when we continue to see running highlights for a quarterback, when we continue to see and, and hear you say, oh, well, you know, these guys are doing this, these guys are doing that. Duh, the defense has to get paid too to stop y'all. So for me, it's just like you, you've got the MVP. You've, you've been to the playoffs. The regular season, I don't care about the regular season no more. Patrick Mahomes, I don't care about regular season. Russell Wilson, I don't care about regular season. It's now for y'all to establish yourself as certain quarterbacks in this league to obtain championships, you know, uh, multiple MVPs, you know, things like that. Because the first MVP that he won, that's fine. We respect that. We're going to give it to him. But let's also see if you can do it again. Because Peyton Manning, what makes Peyton Manning such a great quarterback is he won five MVPs. That's, an again, an individual uh, accomplishment besides, of course, the team accomplishment with winning the Vince Lombardi Trophy, right? So for me, as a person watching Lamar Jackson, you have to, have to, have to in the offseason work on your arm. Yes, sir. Period. All right, let's go ahead and wrap things up. With Monday Night Football, the Vikings and the Bears. I don't know about you, Ish, but it ain't really too much to talk about with this boo-boo of a game. Um... The Vikings, I don't really care for them. They disappointed me the whole season. The Bears, they're five and five at the moment after starting uh, what four and zero with 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 Mitch Trubisky in and also Nick Foles. Nick Foles is out for the it seems like for an extended period of time. I'm not gonna say out for the season, but he did get carted off last night before the game was over with. So with the Bears, you are five and five at the moment. Uh, six games left. Do we see the Bears in the playoffs? Um, I don't think so. They were imposters. I told you they were imposters all along, all season. I've been saying it even when they were undefeated. They're imposters. They shouldn't be there. They are no longer there. They will not be there. I even will say the Dolphins will pass them before the Bears make it to the playoffs. Like the Dolphins will. I mean, not the Dolphins. Sorry, the Vikings. The mm-hmm. Vikings will pa- uh, surpass them and make it to the playoffs before the Bears do. Um, the Bears are just yeah. They we knew that they were not supposed to be up there. Um, somehow they finessed their way up there, and now they're going down into the cellar like they need to be. I definitely agree. And Greg also says the Ravens has the most predictable offense in the NFL. So I don't know why publicly Lamar. Jackson would say that about the defense calling out their plays. I don't I don't know either, but yeah, it's just it is what it is. And also again to wrap up that Monday night football game, ESPN and NBC. Sunday night games and Monday night games. I'm gonna need y'all to flex these games, okay? Because I am tired of <sighs> not watching these crappy games. I'm really tired of it. But anyways, we're gonna move forward. And we're going to talk about, to wrap up, the, uh, like I said, this, this Week 10 episode, the AFC's playoff standings at the moment. Steelers number one, Chiefs number two, Bills number three, Colts number four, Raiders number five, Dolphins six, and the Ravens at number seven. Again, this is just after 10 weeks of football. Oh, man, that looks rough with the Ravens sitting there at number seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what a matchup that would be in the first round of the playoffs. Chiefs, the and, Chiefs Ravens. and the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. But, uh yeah, and then the Bills and Dolphins playing each other for what would be would the be, third time in a year. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, I mean, if it stays like this, that'd be pretty cool to watch. But at the same time, I mean, I think it's the top two right now and then everybody else. Um, 
I think it's definitely Steelers, Chiefs, and then everybody else in the division. Now, not to say that the other people that are in the playoffs right now aren't good teams. I just don't know that they're going to compete for a Super Bowl. Agreed, agreed. NFC playoff standings at the moment. Number one, the Packers. Number two, the Saints. Number three, the Cardinals. Four, the Eagles. Five, the Buccaneers. Six, the Rams. Seven, the Seahawks. Now, as we see with the Seahawks, they were at number three just a week ago. You take one L and all of a sudden you drop to number seven. Uh, same with the uh, the Buccaneers. They swapped positions with the Saints as well. Uh, Saints moved up to number two and the Packers at number one at the time being when the Seahawks was, was holding that throne for a while. So, again, this is just after 10 weeks. This will change as well over the next three to four weeks. But is there anything you want to say about the NFC playoff seating at the moment? The NFC West, that's the key to the to the whole playoff situation. It looks like yep. they're going to get three teams in. Yep. It's just what order are those three teams going to be in because that's really going to um, determine some of these matchups. Some of these matchups, you playing one of these NFC West teams in the first round, that's not a team I want to play. Saints um, versus Seahawks, I mean, again, depending on how Drew Brees – Again, if we were to, if we were to go start the playoffs this week and Drew Brees was not available, same for the Seahawks. Look, hey, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, and that's the what same. I'm saying. Like that's crazy. So for me, I mean, that NFC West is the key because some of those matchups are going to be some brutal matchups that first round, um, depending on who they play and what order they're in. So definitely looking out for them. Definitely agree. And again, just to wrap up the show, hey man, this I. I I ain't gonna lie. I was a hater. I was a hater when it comes to adding that extra playoff spot. I did not want it. I'm an old old school football guy that wants certain things a certain way. But I think adding that that extra wild card spot and then also as well, if, if I don't know if anybody has heard this or not, but they did say if NFL games do get canceled, they will add another playoff spot. So we could have eight teams on each side in the playoffs. So we have to wait and see how everything pans out with if any games get canceled. But I do like the seven teams in each in each conference right now. Oh, yeah, I, can't, cool. I can't wait to see it all play out. But, um, hey, Ish, we get into the nitty-gritty. I, I love it. The, the weather's getting a little bit colder outside. Ooh. Got the pumpkin spice, and you got the big old scars for the women outside, right? No, thank you for the I'm just spice. Not me. Not yeah. me. I'm just saying the fall season. That's <laughs> the fall season. All right. We'll see you guys next week with Week 11 Recap right here on Sports Plug. And we will be back every morning on Tuesdays now uh, at about 1030. We had a little extended delay due to a poopy diaper from Zeke. Yeah. But we will but we will be back on 10 at 10:30 next week. Thank you guys. See y'all next week on yeah, the Thank Club. you guys. Thank you.